Welcome to season two of the Let's Break Bread podcast. This is Eli. This is my new. And this season, we will be focusing on what it looks like and what it means to walk alongside each other as Christians today. We hope these conversations will challenge and inspire your faith. We hope they will also encourage your walk with the Lord and with each other. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast. You can also follow us on Instagram at Let's Break Bread Podcast. Friends, let's break bread together. Come invited and listen in on gospel-centered conversations. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Let's Break Bread podcast. Today, we will be talking about plants and spiritual formation with Fo Young. Fo, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and share with us a little bit about what you do? Hey, everyone. Um, I'm Fo, and my husband, Joe, and I, we currently attend First Hmong Baptist Church in Coon Rapids, Minnesota. Come hit us up if you're ever in the area. Uh, right now, I technically, as of November 2021, still hold the title of youth director at our church. I will be passing on that title to someone else after this. So depending on when this airs, I may or may not still be there um, doing that particular thing. Um, but I definitely have a big heart for youth ministry. Um, and I'm also involved in our music ministry as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing uh, a little bit about yourself. So this first question is something we ask all our first-time guests, and it comes from a quote from Tim Keller, and it goes, if the gospel is that we are more sinful than we ever could believe, yet at the same time, we are more loved and accepted in Jesus Christ than we ever dared to hope. When was the gospel first good news to you, and how is it still good news today? Mm, that's good. So I grew up in a Christian home, and I know that a lot of people kind of start off their testimonies in that way. And so when I was younger, you know, kind of starting off that way too, I was like, oh man, like, I guess I'm a little boring or whatnot. Um, but God has done like a lot of work in me, um, even though I grew up in a Christian home and I, I knew the right words to say and the right Sunday school answers. I didn't quite know it when I was young at that time and a teenager, but uh, there wasn't a whole lot of gospel fruit or transformation in me. Um, basically, toward the end of my high school years, I started to ask myself, if I really do believe in Jesus, why have I not changed? Why have I not changed? And since asking myself that question, God has revealed to me so much about my sin, to be honest, about my sin and the impact of other people's sin in my life, but most importantly, my sin and how it has impacted other people and how when I think about, you know, having control over my life, I just destroy it. Um, and so when I look back at all of that, I definitely see how God has had his hand in everything, in everything in my life. Um, so it probably wasn't until after I got married, actually, that I truly, truly came to know how depraved and sinful I was. But then with that, how good and gracious God is. Awesome. And so how is the good news still good news to you today? Yeah. So, you know, in leadership and things like that, because uh, basically ever since I've gotten married, um, I took a little, little hiatus from serving for a little bit, but then I basically jumped right back in. And I think now when I think about the gospel and like God's grace in my life, I really think about it when it comes to serving and um, having humility and having um, courage to keep going. 
uh, even just yesterday, like after church, a lot of times, because I teach Sunday school for my youth, I'll have these aggressing thoughts in my brain, like, oh my gosh, did I do an okay job? Did I take something out of context? Did I do this correctly? Did I do that correctly? Should I have reached out to this person? Um, and it can be pretty anxiety producing, but I've learned that God's grace is sufficient. And all we need to do is to be faithful and doing the best that we can and being as bold as we can, you know, and not holding back on sharing gospel truth when we encounter people and when we have those moments with them. And so definitely leading is a reliance on God's grace, because I know that if I tried to do it myself, I would fail. And I have failed. I have failed, and I'll probably continue to fail again. But God is good, and his grace is sufficient to uh, keep me going and to hold people's souls. It's not me. Yeah, I definitely agree with you 100%. And I really appreciate you sharing um, with us a snippet of your story. Um, I remember when I used to do youth group and I was an intern and I would do a lesson and I would have those same reasons. I was like, oh, did I say what needed to be said? Uh, did I say it in the right way? Did I miss somebody? You know, and all those things. But ultimately it's coming to rest in the gospel and, you know, the power of the gospel that is sufficient, that it is ultimately the Holy Spirit and who and who the person of God is that is doing the work. You know, we're just like the vessel for this to happen. I mean, we have to be faithful, of course, right, and obedient. But the work is the Lord's at the end. The credit goes to Him. The glory is God's. And I think I definitely really resonate with you in your story when you're like, you know, I grew up in the church and it seems a little boring. Um, and I feel like and that's the same. Like I grew up in the church, but it's not this action type mo movie story that people are like, oh, I was moved by it. But I think that. Something for all of us is to say, there's never anything boring about being raised to life. Amen. Like anytime God raises someone to life is moving, it's engaging, it is powerful. And it doesn't have to look a certain way because if we were dead in our sin and enemies of God and became reconciled to him, that's good. <laughs> you know, that's amazing. Um, and that's something that we can all revel in and love and cherish deeply in our souls for our stories. Um, so now let's dive into our topic today. We're talking plants and spiritual formation. So Fua, uh, I have to know plants. How did this happen for you? Okay, so I got to be honest, but my plants are actually doing really poorly right now. <laughs> I really need to repot my plants. <laughs> so just a disclaimer to everybody listening, I'm not that much of a plant expert. Um, but basically, how I got started uh, was actually with my parents. Um, it was like during the pandemic and stuff. And you know, everyone's like, trying to find a new hobby and stuff. And I had basically everything with my church had um, kind of died down a little bit, you know, and everyone was kind of in a season of quarantining and for me, rest. Um, and so I was like, what am I going to fill my time with? And I figured, oh, plants are really cute. And my parents, you know, know a lot about plants. I might as well get into that. And so, I mean, I started getting a lot of plants um, and becoming obsessed with them. And now the obsession is not that large. Um, yeah, it's not that strong anymore, but it's definitely still there. I do love my plants. So I gradually, you know, collecting and going to Home Depot <laughs> or going to Walmart or wherever I could go to find some plants, um, but then also getting some from my parents as well. They were really kind to give me some cuttings too. That's so sweet. I love that. I know, how did your plant journey start for you? <laughs> Same during quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know, yeah, well, I was, I moved into a new apartment and then quarantine happened. And so I was like, all right, time to get plants. So I'm not a plant expert, but I just, and then eventually it became too much. And so now I'm like, okay, I don't know where to put any more plants. At this time, I'm putting a pause on getting new plants. But that's how I started. What about you, Eli? You know, I think it was, it was a pandemic for me too. Look at us, pandemic <laughs> plant parents. Um, yeah, but you know, like I, I remember just one day, it was like the, it was the first day I was able to go to a store in months. It was my turn to go to the grocery store, <laughs> you know, for my family. And then I, I saw a plant, I saw a pothos plant. And I was like, you know what? That would look really nice in my room. And it was $10. You know, and I brought it home and then very quickly that turned to like, I think it would look really good with another plant and then another plant because I always, I already like really like gardening outside, like low scale, very casual farmer. I was like, well, I want to stay in my house. And um, it very quickly took over a lot of my life. Um, I have like 50 plants right now and they're just kind of like chilling in my house. So, I mean, I love them. I do. But yeah, that's how my plant journey started. It was very much like an obsession. I think it's coping, right? Is that what it's called? Coping. And then became more of a pattern of life after it became much more like mindful over time. Like, oh yeah, hey, I can actually really learn something from this. So that's my journey, guys. Thanks for joining me today. Yeah. So in addition to that, what is something that you've learned as a plant parent? Ah, oh, gosh, there's so much. I feel like when I look at my plants, I oftentimes look at myself <laughs> and it's, it's always a time of reflection for me. You know, as I see their growth, I think about my own growth, um, especially because, you know, during the pandemic, I had a lot of time to think about myself. You know, I wasn't thinking so much about other people, you know, just trusting that families are doing what they're doing and checking in on people, but really checking in on myself too. Um, and so every time I would take a look at my plants and, you know, see, Ooh, here's how it's grown or how it's not grown. Why isn't it growing? Um, I always think about myself and, you know, how I am growing or what I need to do to be able to thrive a little bit more. So there's definitely been a lot. <laughs> Yeah, I resonate with that because I do that too. Like I think about my plants and I think about me, you know, like the way I grow and how every plant is different and some needs more water more often and how I'm different from other people and how we all need different kinds of things in our lives to grow, you know? So for you, what has been a challenge for you as you cared for your plants? Consistency, definitely consistency. I am really poor <laughs> with being like consistent, like, watering consistently. Um, I think what I'm such a busy body. And so um, I'm always filling things up in my life. Um, and so the only time I was really consistent with like my self care even was during the pandemic. And so I was more consistent with watering and whatnot. Um, and so my poor plants are like really suffering because now that you know, everything's kind of gotten a little bit more back to normal, the busyness of life has gotten a little bit more up to speed and stuff too so sad to say my low maintenance plants are doing okay you know because they're low maintenance but I have had a lot of a lot of deaths which is really sad I will never forget when my banana tree died my parents they gifted me with a banana tree and it was like huge I mean it was small but it was huge compared to my house and so I brought home this gigantic banana tree and I was like I'm gonna take care of this thing I'm gonna love it forever um and then the winter came last winter and um 
I had come to find that it had like spider mites everywhere and it was like way too late so late and I think it, at that moment I, I realized I had not been looking hard enough at my plant and seeing you know oh what's going on here because they're really thriving here I, I missed all those signs and so I was really sad to see that one go <laughs> yeah I think so like that's the thing with me too you know I think my biggest hardship challenge with plants was just learning that every plant needed something different like you know at first I was like watering plants like every day and then they would die I'm like why is it dying they should drink every day right and then I had to do some research like oh actually you should let your soil dry out first I'm like oh okay because then they will drown right <laughs> like oh okay that makes sense um but also just kind of seeing like when a really cool like you're like you said like oh, maybe I was doing this one thing that I thought was sufficient and that I wasn't doing all of the other things that have been really helpful, like checking for spider mites or checking for these pests, you know, and, and, and all that stuff. And that's really, in retrospect, it's like, oh yeah, duh, that would have been really obvious, but it's not always super obvious, especially when things are picking up around us. And I think that kind of reflects to how we um, walk with God. We're like, oh, maybe the thing is like, oh, I go to church every Sunday. Oh, you know, I, I might be praying before my meals. You know, I might talk about God once in a while, but then we, we miss the times of like, you know, that quiet meditation with God, you know, that spending time with God that might be important, that is important, that might be, you know, like being in the word of God. You know, we miss those things. I know I miss those things. Um, because I, I always found that I mean, maybe you guys can like relate or not. I don't know. I've always found that when life gets busy, the first thing to go is God. Mm. You know, I will try to find a way to shove everything else in. And then somehow God always ends up being given either the last of the space or none of the space. And I'll be like super frustrated with like, oh, why do I feel super bitter? Because you've followed the patterns of the world <laughs> and not the word. I'm like, yeah. oh, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be like, oh yeah, I've gone like a whole week without even like opening my Bible, book or app. And so Fua, I would love to have you talk to us like, you know, what is spiritual formation? Yeah. So uh, when I think about spiritual formation um, and Y'all can correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I do think about our habits and how we can uh, become more spiritually mature. And so in Hebrews, can't remember where exactly, but it does talk about, you know, leaving behind the or leaving the elementary doctrines, being able to go on to maturity, not having to lay those foundations anymore. Um, but when we do think about spiritual maturity too, I always think about you know food um, and how the Apostle Paul talks about um, needing milk and feeding milk uh, versus you know us being able to feed ourselves basically. And so our spiritual formations becoming more spiritually mature, being able to discern more from the Word of God, uh, which is basically us feeding ourselves, not needing to have someone always feed us or have that be the only way that we are fed, uh, but being able to have those habits to sustain, be sustained, even, you know, uh, Monday through Saturday um, or Monday through until Wednesday or however, you know, often y'all meet and stuff. If you go to your Bible study or your youth group or whatever it may be, but every other day of the week, besides when we're in the fellowship of believers, how are we sustaining ourselves? So that's what I think of when I think of uh, spiritual formation. Yeah. And I think I would even like to add that, like, you know, this process is us being made more like 
Jesus, right? It's being us being formed and conformed into the likeness of holiness, right? And it's a process that goes through our whole life. And like you said, it is sustaining us through the work of the Holy Spirit. It continues our ability to just be with one another as Christians, as, you know, the saints. And it's important. I think that's sometimes like, like we neglect it because we're just like, well, it'll happen. And to be fair, like, yeah, the Holy Spirit will do their work um, because the Holy Spirit is more faithful and powerful than we are, right? Um, but I think it's also important for us as Christians to to live lives that are patterned in a way that say that we really do love God. And that through his help, through his leading, through us following him, uh, that leads us to patterns of thought, patterns of speech, of practices, of devotion, um, that is actually very helpful to us. Um, And I think that's beautiful. Definitely. Yeah. It does make me think too, we are always told to examine ourselves. Like Paul does say in second Corinthians, we do need to examine ourselves and test ourselves to see whether we are in the faith. Um, Along with that too, I do know like somewhere else, Paul is talking about running the race and how he works hard to train his body. And we work our faith with fear and trembling. It doesn't mean that we do works in order to have faith or anything like that, but rather like if we were to have faith, a genuine faith, like there's going to be fruit that comes from that. Yeah, I love what both of you guys said about that. And then just in addition to that, for you, how has the process of caring for your plants been helpful for your spiritual formation? Um, So I mentioned, like, I always think about myself and I always examine myself. Um, But I think too, especially in that time um, during the pandemic, uh, I'll be really, really transparent, but I had gone through a really hard season. It was a strange season because I was serving and I was doing well, I guess, on the outside, um, you know, doing the things I was supposed to be doing. But inside, I was struggling a lot. I was struggling a lot and I was actually really depressed and had a lot of anxiety. Um, And so the rest was really, truly God ordained, I believe, like COVID was such a blessing for me, like the quarantining, at least and all that good stuff. It was a blessing for me because I could take that time to rest. But in that I um, the biggest thing that I've really gleaned from my plants is really how they've taught me about how to grow and how to take care of myself. Um, Before I shared how I am really bad with consistency. And so every time I looked at my plants dying, (laughs) I looked at myself and I would always think like, oh, have I been feeding myself, nourishing myself? Oh, no wonder this plant is not doing well. I haven't watered it in a while. And it makes me reflect on the different habits I've held in the past in my lack of uh, being in the word or lack of letting others help me or pour into me even. And so for that it's it's definitely been good and eye-opening for me because now coming out of that season I'm definitely a lot more aware now um, and prioritize a lot more even more than I did before like being in the word daily Uh, but not only that to allowing others to pray for me and to um, pour into my cup when I'm really needing it as well yeah, I love that. And I think I'll just even add a little bit for myself too. Like, I think something I learned about spiritual formation is that God is so tender to us and he is so gentle and he knows exactly what we need and how much we need it. And God just really loves his church. He loves his church and he sustains and preserves her. He preserves his church, you know, for, for the betterment of his church. And 
a lot of times for me, like, I'm like, I just have to trust that God is knowing what he's doing. And that's like my plants. My plants like trusting me that I'm going to water them. I'm going to give them the right amount of sunlight. And Mm -hmm. I think that for me, it reminds me like, I have to trust God because if I, a, a person can figure out how to care for a very specific plant, how much more does God know how to care for me? Mm-hmm. And, and that isn't to like spiritually bypass like really hard things. It's not like this is a hard thing that happened to you, but God gave it to you for this reason. Like, no, it's saying, well, God is good and trust his process, you know, follow him wherever that leads to whomever that leads, you know, because if you can raise this little plant, God can raise you because he's, he is the king of this world and he is the God who creates and sustains. And that has always filled me with so much joy and such a encouragement to follow when I'm afraid. And I'm afraid a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. I feel that. And I think, too, you know, when um, when I think about myself, I'm horrible with watering my plants. Mm. Um, but God is so faithful. He is so faithful to sustain us. He is so steadfast and sturdy. And so, you know, I, I think about my succulents, for example, you know, mm-hmm. and you think that, oh, they might not need that much water, but then all of a sudden they're all leggy. And you're like, why do you look so weird? And mm. it's because I haven't been giving them enough water, but the Lord <laughs> doesn't really let that happen, you yeah. know, or he doesn't neglect us so much that we would die rather. But yes. if we do have that seed, the word in us, like he will sustain us, he will sustain us. And the things that we encounter, the hardships, the droughts, the being stuck in one spot for too long, all those things are to make us more resilient, more and more resilient, I found. I love what both of you guys said. And I totally relate to that. Like it made me realize how tender God is and how faithful he is, you know, and also how much it's okay to let others pour into me. And I think more, more recently, something that I realized is one of my plants, my big one, it started to have a ton of yellow leaves because I have not been taking care of it. As I was picking off the yellow leaves and I, it dawned on me, it made me realize that sometimes we have to shed certain things so that we can keep growing. And it kind of sucks in the moment, but like, it's okay you know and that was something that like I don't know I just felt like sharing and just reminded me of that I love that because that reminds me of when I first got my snake plant and those are like I guess really easy but my parents they gave me this like sad droopy snake plant it was like half dead it looked like that at least um and I remember doing some like research and they said you know if the leaves are droopy like you know, you can't really, they're not going to perk back up. Unfortunately, you do have to cut them off. Um, and so I, I totally, I totally understand that sometimes the Lord does cut things off in our life. Otherwise they're going to suck the life out of us. <laughs> yeah, I definitely agree with that. And it's like, uh, all these things that come into play. Um, so for what have you learned in regards to like spiritual practices that you've learned through your time following God with things you've learned through being a plant parent? How has that been helpful for you in being you know, a youth director? Well, I, I really believe that um, when we are serving others, we, we really need to be checking ourselves. Um, when we are able to see those things ourselves, I think we're able to better see signs and problems and trouble that other people may be going through as well. Um, and definitely plants is like the number one rule I feel is to just like check the soil, <laughs> you know, check the soil, you know, so you're not like overwatering it or so, you know, like you've maybe underwatered it and it needs, um, needs some more water and check the signs, make sure there's no 
bugs or anything like that. Check the color to see if there's enough sunlight. You always have to be checking in, checking in, checking in. Um, we need to do that with ourselves too. I, I think definitely um, these past couple of years, I've um, spent a lot of time reflecting on that. And what are my signs? What are signs that I'm thirsty? Uh, what are signs that I need people in my life? And for me, a big thing is like my anxiety when I get like too anxious about things or when I'm needing affirmation. Um, and if I go too long, like without that or without reaching out for help and for prayer and encouragement for other eyes to see, to look at what I'm looking at, then I, I get sucked dry when I'm trying to pour into others. Um, so definitely checking in the signs. Um, but then when we also see, you know, those things within ourselves as well, I think it is a lot easier to see that in other people. Like I can tell uh, when I talk to my youth or when I have to counsel them, I can tell like, um, you know, what we're talking about, I, I don't think that's like the root problem of everything. I think there may be something else, um, something maybe even I can't really help, but it is something that the Lord can, the Lord can sustain you and he can satisfy you in that area. If only you would look at it <laughs> and surrender that particular area to him. Yeah, I love that. Um, and then just kind of a follow up question with that in terms of plant care, spiritual formation, what have you learned about following God? I have learned that we do need to be consistent. It all goes back to the consistency thing for me, but it is because I have been horrible at it. And um, not just with my plants, but really in particular with myself, as I've already shared. But, you know, when I was a um, lot less spiritually mature, when I was really new to everything, I, I kind of thought, you know, um, if I've read it before, I don't really need to read it again. I've already learned those things. Um, but, oh, man, was I totally wrong. Totally, totally wrong. Uh, we always need to be in the word. We always need to be trying to glean things from it. And there's this quote that I really like from Jen Wilkin. Um, I, I don't know it off the top of my head, but Jen Wilkin mentions um, in her book, Women of the Word, about how when we read scripture, a lot of times we think about it like a bank account or we're withdrawing from it, um, but that's not the case. Instead, we are actually depositing the word in our hearts. We're depositing the word so that it will be fruitful and be useful sometime in the future. And with that then is consistency. Um, consistency in every season of life, whether you're doing well or you're not doing well, um, in times of that sorrow and grieving, uh, we need to be completely reliant on the word and and feeding ourselves and pouring that into us, depositing the word into us. Um, but likewise, when we are doing very well and when um, all is right and when we're just feeling blessed, or those are also moments when, hey, we can we have a little bit more capacity to actually understand and learn some things. Why don't we deposit that in our hearts too? And so there's this consistency, this constant um, needing to put that in us because frankly, and I know, especially for myself, I would always wonder when I was praying and going through something hard, like, God, how come I forgot about this? I feel like I've, I've already learned all of these things. How come you're having me go through it again? Um, and really in truth, it's because I didn't ever remind myself of it. We say that we know the gospel, but do we preach that to ourselves every day? Because we do need it every day. Uh, we need God's grace every single day because we're still a sinner while we're in this body when we're on this earth on this side of heaven and i completely 100 agree 
And then I just wanted to follow up with another question is, do you have any advice for anybody who, whether they are walking alongside somebody or they themselves need, but in terms of spiritual maturity and growth, right? Like if they feel kind of stagnant and they want to continue to grow, what are some things that they can do? Or what are some things that if somebody sees that in somebody else, what are some things that they could do to, or help that person? I think the ability, really big thing is a lot of times we think of our quiet times, or our daily devotions, whatever you'd want to call them. Uh, we always try to put them in a box or try to make it look a certain way. But in various seasons of our life, it's okay. If it doesn't look the way that we think would be best, it doesn't have to be Instagram perfect. You don't even need to be sitting down with your own cup of coffee or tea or whatever you drink, but to do anything anything for anything like lately you know if I have a water bottle that's half empty or whatever and I don't know whose it is in the house like I'll bring it over to my room and I'll okay check my plants and pour the water in there because oh here's an opportunity to do so and I think definitely in our lives uh, we need to be wise with the time that we have yes um, but also you know to take the time that you have available and even that if that is like in the car listening to a devotion or if it is like taking 15 to 30 minutes to an hour being able to sit down and pick it all apart that's great too uh, whatever the case is to do something another thing too I think is to uh, definitely reach out to leaders in your church um, and to seek someone to mentor you to disciple you and I know that um, unfortunately within like the Hmong churches, it can be a little bit difficult to find that, I feel. Like that's a big part of why I want to go to seminary, my intentions to go to seminary so that I can be a little bit better equipped so that we can see more of that fruit in our churches and whatnot. Um, but definitely, you know, even though a lot of maybe big Allah or older people than us, sometimes we can let our knowledge get to us, I mean, as younger people. And we think like, oh, you know, our someone to disciple me, it requires for them to know a certain theological stuff that's more than what I know. Um, and yeah, like to an extent, sure, that that's definitely true. Uh, but there's so much that we can learn as well from our older generation, their faithfulness and how they have lived out their faith, lived out the things that they know in scripture, even if they don't know those theological terms or whatnot, um, they they sure know how to go through with it and to actually do it. And I think those are the life experiences and things that we need to be able to see from them and to humble ourselves to learn and take that in. But, you know, even if there is someone in your church or uh, somewhere in your closer community, perhaps, uh, that you feel would be someone who's available to go to for questions, ask those questions. Honestly, the biggest thing that I always tell my youth group is, and some of our young adults as well, our younger young adults is to just ask us anything, ask us. Otherwise we don't really know, you know, we're just like, okay, here we are. Like I've, you know, taught this thing for you, but we do want to understand like what you're going through, what you are wrestling with. If you have been doing that work yourself, I mean, uh, what you have been wrestling with. And so we can meet you there. Yes, we are going to be looking out for the signs and everything. Um, but there is also so much that we can learn just from reaching out to those who have a little bit more knowledge than us too. So don't be afraid to do that. If anything, that's what we're called to do. We're not called to go through it alone. We don't have to reinvent the wheel. We just need to be together 
and united one spirit, one mind. Thank you for sharing that. I definitely find that very helpful. Um, and I know that that would resonate with a lot of our listeners. Yeah, I think that definitely resonates a lot with me because I think a lot of times I get, I fall into the vibe of saying, I need to find something new. You know, mm-hmm. I have to do something that's never been done before because I don't know, like it just, it's just like that, that lie that gets told to you that like, that you have to versus like you said, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, the wheel. You know, what's important is that we're together, one mind, one body, one spirit, one church, right? I think that's so helpful, especially as we're looking at times that we're in where there's so much disconnection this idea that I don't know there's there's just so many different pullings in different places like well we need to be connected and united and definitely repentant of evil and harmful and bad things but that has a place and we don't have to break apart Mm -hmm. yeah or really you know when I when I think about that um, because every church has its imperfections Mm -hmm. otherwise you know there's probably something wrong with that church if it seems perfect, right? Um, but uh, so when I think about that, and especially us younger people, we're, we're getting more on our feet and we're becoming a little bit more, I guess, aware of like ourselves and our spiritual formations, basically a little bit more than perhaps, you know, our grandmas who don't even know how to read. They're not literate, even in Hmong. Um, and so we have a different kind of um, experience in terms of how we are spiritually growing. Um, and so with that, and with, you know, the things that are people who've come before us, what they've had to go through, uh, there are a lot of problems that we may see, but I am a big, big advocate for being a part of the solution. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, I think, especially with our knowledge, we tend to get really critical of things, uh, which is fine, you know, because like we do want to be biblical and we need to be biblical, of course. But at the same time, then, you know, if we have this critical eye of things and how things are going, are we also being a part of that bridge and that solution, you know? And of course, everyone comes to their own conclusions for that. Um, but it does take a lot of humility to stay, to stay and to be present. Right. Um, so then as we come into the closing of our time together for what is your favorite Bible passage or book of the Bible and why? I really right now, because I, I bop around, um, not like, you know, in between books, but I bop around from book to book. I finish a book and then I go to like the New Testament if I was in the Old Testament, vice versa. But I really do enjoy Romans. I'm actually going through the book of Romans with two girls from my church. And so we've been doing a deep dive into Romans and it is so much in it. And the nerd in me really enjoys that, the theology nerd in me really loves that. But it also makes me feel so assured, so assured um, of God's work in us, not our own doing. Um, but as of late, um, besides the book of Romans as a whole, I have been trying to memorize a passage and that passage is Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. I'm going to try to recite it now because um, it's been something that I've been trying to depend on and meditate on. Uh, For by grace, you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. And I think that's such a great assurance, because otherwise, then we get reliant on our own works. We forget that it is not about us. It's not about our works. It's just a gift of God. Well, Fua, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate you being here. Yeah, thank you for being with us. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it, too. It's definitely been an honor. We will have false information and any related resources in our show notes, as well as our Instagram. So make sure to follow us there at the Let's Break Bread podcast. 
Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and share with your friends and your family. You can screenshot this episode and share with us on Instagram what your takeaways are. Make sure to tag us at Let's Break Bread Podcast. Thank you.